Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 12 of That Was a Hoot, a Rocco Modern Life Ulti Maxi Recap oh Series. <laughs> <laughs> We're back, baby. We're back with another one. That's right. uh, season two, episode five, segment one, boob tubed. Do you ever call, have you ever like in a real reality called Said boob tube? Boob tube? Yeah. Yeah. Just I'm gonna watch the boob tube. Just in jest, not like I'm being serious oh, about okay. it. Like I'm just like I'm gonna sit down and watch the boob tube. What's the uh, origin of boob tube? No idea. Okay. Uh, this episode opens uh, on a place called the Video Boys, not spelt with the Z, but it should have been missed opportunity. Uh, where Heifer, Rocco, and Filbert are. Uh, this is like a, a Best Buy or what was that store that was like in front of the mall that had like a like a lightning bolt and it's like a red circle with a lightning bolt. Uh, it's like a Ray, what? Ray, Va- Ray, Ray Center. Rayvac? Remember what, you know what I'm talking about? No. It's where the Goodwill is now in Carbondale. Uh, Rayo. Office Max? No. no. Uh, it's something Max, though. Rayo Max? I don't remember. I don't think it was Max. I'm pretty sure it's Max. I think it was a Ray something. No. Ray was in the. Ray Max? <laughs> Bay Max? Ray Max, Bay Max. Uh, but anyways, it's, uh, it's an electronic store. Um, and Heifer is amazed at everything. You don't remember the store, really? It had like no. I remember the TVs. store. Yes, it, it was a, it was a TV place, but I can't remember the name of it. I almost believe it has the name Max in it. <laughs> not, not Ray. No, not oh, Ray. Rayovac is the name of the batteries. It's from the name Walmart, of batteries. It? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it's something Max, though. I don't remember what it is, though. What if it's Max something? Max uh, Repo. My that's where like I think that's where my dad got first DVD player that we had was there sony yeah yeah anyways uh heifer is amazed at everything uh rocco's shopping for a tv and he wants to buy something uh called the mr sensible tv uh but when they go through like the it's like a little just kiosk it's it's uh it's uh self-shopping before self-shopping existed and uh yes justin i raised my hand for you guys uh the origin of boob tube is that it was first recorded back in the dates uh somewhere in between 1965 and 1970 uh it was a rhyming cornage just for television in general oh just boob tube because yeah. it rhymed. uh from the notion that television programming is foolish oh like a boob time. uh inducing fool or inducing foolishness or is watched by foolish people like a booby like a boob which is so weird because a boob is not dumb at all whatsoever. Words nearby boob tube would be boobalooba, boob job, boobsy boobs, boob boob, uh, boob book. When you go to watch TV, is it I'm gonna I'm gonna go like I'm gonna go get a boob job? Is like is just what we no, want to watch TV? This is just other terms that are like boob tube oh. that were closely read that other people would have searched for on that website. Oh, okay, so it was just I thought it was funny that it was like boobalooba was next to it. Boobalooba. So I just uh, wanted to make sure I mentioned uh. that. So in the little kiosk, though, uh, when uh, Rocco uh, chooses Mr. Sensible, uh, they get the Hayabachi big screen instead, and uh, he tries to cancel it, and every time that it cancels it, it adds another piece to it, and it just gets to be this massive TV with sound system and game system and all this stuff. All the systems are there. Since the purchase is already charged to Rocco's card at that point in time, he can't stop, um, and they take the system home. When Heifer turns it on, it blows them in the back of the room, and Heifer has to crawl to the remote to turn it off. Then he says, "That was a hoot." Do you? Uh, do you? I'm I'm assuming that they're implying that the it's like the uh, the snow on the TV, like the sh- yeah, 
is actual snow. Like it's a blizzard. Yeah. That's kind of what they're implying there. Yeah, I think so. Okay. And then like the blowing back thing, the way that was is like uh what's the 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 old TV commercial with the guy sitting in the chair? I don't know. And the the music's playing the bomb and it's like blowing him away. I can't think of what the name of the, the I think it's something Max. <laughs> <laughs> uh then Rocco and Filbert uh I'd go to they're playing on the video game system they play a uh, clown boxing uh video game uh and uh we find out that Filbert is a sore winner he's like in your face in your face uh and then a truck arrives and Filbert goes oh that must be heffa with the videos and uh and we see a truck unloading a pile a pile of VHS tapes and heifer is at the helm uh some of the movies that are there were cup drinker uh, my favorite steer of cows. Fight me. The night we met part one, two, and four. I didn't see three. And, and Uncle Fred. Uh, Heifer says, you do get all the list ones. I do. You're just a, yeah, you're just a, list, just a list guy. Uh, carries over into this episode also. Mm -hmm. uh, Heifer says that they have 1,001 of your favorite videos to start. And they, uh, and they start with Night of the Shaved Kittens. <laughs> Uh, they work. Uh, they work their way through that, and then a telenovela of some sort. You hear just like Spanish speaking and mm -hmm. everything, and then there's a 3D police chase action movie. Like the whole couch and them. Everything's move. moving. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like they're doing that 4D or whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then they have a comedy, and uh, the comedy's so funny that Filbert spits milk out of his nose laughing. And after that, Rocco is ready to call it a night, but Heifer wants to keep going while flipping through the channels. We even hear that Rocco's Modern Life theme song uh, indicating once again that this show does exist somehow in this world. It's so um, weird. I wonder if that's like, what was the, did we hear a theme song for when the Fatheads did the, when uh, Ralph did the version of Rocco on there? Um, was it the same theme song as the Fathead theme I don't song? He was being... just a character, or did he have his own kind of music? I don't music? think he had his own music or anything. Okay. Like when when uh, Rolo showed up. Yeah, yeah, Rolo. <laughs> All day, mate. <laughs> the most stereotypical Australian accent you could possibly ever awesome. get. Yes. Uh, so Rocco and Filbert uh, doze off, and Heifer sits uh, really close to the TV because nobody's telling him he can't. So why not? And his eyes get stuck on the TV and won't let go. And the next morning, Rocco and Filbert wake up to Heifer sitting close to the TV, uh, and he's just rattling nonsense and stuck in a trance. Uh, Filbert lifts one of Heifer's eyes to find that his head is empty now, and the TV has taken Heifer's brain. Oh, no. Hel uh, Filbert. Helbert. Filbert. Uh, Filbert. Filbert uh, says uh, they will have to be, they'll have to go into the TV to get it back. And all of a sudden, uh, the TV has a way of just opening up like a garage door. Mm -hmm. And uh, and they head into the tundra, which is the snow. The snow channel. Uh, and uh, with Spunky pulling them in the sled like a snow dog. So while they're looking for Heifer's brain, uh, Heifer gets naked and then leave, proceeds to leave the house. <laughs> Doesn't he like, uh, he's trying to get out of the door and he just like bangs his head up against the door to try to open it? Yeah, well, he ends up going through the door and it leaves the silhouette of the top of his yes. head because he just plows through it. <laughs> uh, in the TV, they uh, they find an igloo marked TV Central. Inside is an eight-legged bug. I guess you'd call that a spider. Mm -hmm. uh, doing the programming. Uh, Rocco tells him that they are there to get Heifer's brain, which the bug doesn't seem very surprised. He's like, yeah, you're here to get your friend's brain. Uh, the bug tells them to help them help themselves to finding it 
in a big pile of brains, and he says that wish- he wishes people would stop sitting so close to the TV. Uh, so while they're searching for the brain, Heifer is jumping off of Rocco's roof and starts to fly. He's, he's successful in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spunky uh, spots a large or a log-shaped brain, uh, which they decide is definitely Heifer's, mm-hmm. and they return to the real world to give it to Heifer, and uh, Heifer falls through the roof, clucking like a chicken. He his brain reminds me of like if it was like a really tall can of like uh, uh, corned beef hash or something like that. You know, I'm talking like it's yeah. the perfectly cin- cylindrical meat. Yes, that's just there. Uh, when we see the TV on top of the trash can outside, indicating uh, that they threw it away, and Heifer is being nursed back to normal inside. Uh, he has a sunburn on his butt. Uh, from, I guess, just being outside naked for so long, so he's sitting on a giant ice cube. And uh, Rocco and Heifer are watching Filbert uh, with a cutout mm-hmm. box on his head, uh, acting out a show, uh, which is now their new entertainment, because Rocco says it's safer than a TV. Yeah. Um. So, my question to you is, what purchase do you regret getting the most? Do you ever, like, go, Ugh, is it that, like, $20 The hail of the accident <laughs> thing? <laughs> uh... No, I've made some really dumb purchases with shit off of Amazon, hoping that it would be like a really good thing to get. Yeah. But then, uh, you know, it just turns out to not be so great. Um, I'm trying to think of a couple of them. Like I had this one that was like a, like a cell phone mount for a car. Okay. That's supposed to screw on and stuff like that. And you get it into the vents and screws into place. And it just seemed like it was broken from the get go, basically. Uh, Not like it was like falling apart completely, but it would not stay like tight for anything. It just wanted to keep like falling off. And it was just garbage that I basically spent 15 bucks on. So uh, I've I've had a few purchases that are off of like Amazon or any other kind of online site that's happened like that before. That makes sense. Yeah. I regret uh, buying a car because now I'm expected to go to work. Oh uh, no! <laughs> no uh, I I feel like most of the things I've regretted to purchase are usually digital. Like it's things like I didn't really need that. Yeah. Like the physical stuff I have, I I enjoy and I think is is pretty cool for the most part. But like when I when I buy I don't know a video game that I'm never gonna play in my entire life, but it's on sale, it's twenty dollars off or whatever, and I mm-hmm. buy it and I'm like, why, why? Why did I do that? Why do I need it? I try to do that sometimes with like microtransactions. You know, I, I'll say like, I feel like I'll regret this purchase or something like right. that. But at that point in time, it's done something that's brought me like a little bit of joy, Absolutely. a little bit of fun or something like that. Plus, if the game is free and I'm putting $5 into it mm-hmm. after I've spent, you know, 30, 40 hours on the thing in the first place, you know, total over the course of months. Yes. Then what is $5 at that point to me? Paying just for doing, a little server space. Yeah. Just a little bit of extra, <laughs> extra help there. That's right. Uh, episode five, segment two is called Commuted Sentence. We were wrong. What? They they do have a little bit of fun with their names. Oh. We, we get one in here, and I, it caught me. And it's been on there for a while, but it just finally clicked for me. Hmm. Is that uh, in the credits for the this episode, we get the direction and storyboard by Jeff Swampy Marsh. Uh, and is it Marsh or March? It's Marsh. I had a typo in there. Okay. Uh, and yeah. So so the Swampy is his little nickname, I guess, for being the last name Marsh on there. And I was like, look at them. They are they are a little funny sometimes. They're not a, a big funny, but I I wish that I would remember. And I don't care enough to go back to the episode, but <laughs> the episode, the Fatheads episode, yeah. in the storyboard room, mm-hmm. the guy that was 
talking about Rocco and Heifer walk into the room and everything had a name on his on his hat. And I don't remember what it was, but was it Swampy? It could have been. Would that have been like he Jeff was Marsh? Our director in their in their world? Yeah. That'd I don't know. Cool. So we open up with Ferb McGiggins giving the traffic report, and there's a traffic jam on the highway. The news anchor asks who is driving, and then Ferb crashes the helicopter, which prolongs the traffic even more. Dang. Uh, Rocco is in that traffic, and he says he's late for work. The traffic delay is because of one of the reflective things uh, that came off the road in the middle of the lanes. Yeah. Uh, and there are four workies, workers standing around, and one of them is asking, anyone got any glue? Rocco finally gets a kind of a lot of comics, and the parking spot he was going to get is taken by his boss, Mr. Smitty, uh, who just leaves lives next door. He tells uh, him to park down the high in the high crime area. Rocco does so, and as soon as he walks away, his car gets stripped off. Dang it. Tires everything. Ever earthing. Uh, when Rocco clocks uh, clocks in, the clock says late, and Mr. Smitty lectures him on being late and actually lectures him with a whiteboard and everything, a whole, mm-hmm. a whole, a whole thing. Time and equals money. That's right. Another day, uh, Rocco goes to the park and gets a ticket for thinking about parking in a spot where there's a sign that says, don't even think about parking here. He's late again then. And the next time he parks in an area by a sign that says, do not park in the red. There's lots of signs that have rules on parking, yeah. uh, which he uh, which he doesn't park in the red area. But later on, after he parks, Heifer walks by and spills ketchup uh, that colors the curb red. And then Rocco's car gets towed. Uh, it's not even just that. He spills the <laughs> bottle of ketchup that he was pouring and it lands in one spot. But he, sandwich doesn't get any of the coverage. So then he smears his sandwich on the concrete and spreads it around in the ketchup, making a then perfectly red line that then covers the entirety of where Rocco's car is parked. Because it would have just been one tiny one like, glob area. Yeah. Uh, he gets, Rocco gets a call uh, from his car at the impound lot. So the actual car calls him. And uh, Rocco has to uh, leave work. Uh, to go there and the cop says uh, the other calls call other cars are calling him fancy fenders uh, <laughs> he's a he's a little uh a little he's not very masculine car he's a prag uh and it's, the other cars are making him sleep under under their beds and making him his bitch <laughs> uh it's going to cost forty seven hundred dollars to get the car out which Rocco doesn't have uh so the car has to stay in order to get to work Rocco now has to take public transportation So the next day, he takes a really smelly taxi to work. The taxi driver rambles on and has signs in his car that say, shut up and no barfing. Um, On the way, Rocco asks how far $2 will get him. The driver backs up from where he's at, um, which is to about, oh, Rocco says, with tip. And then the driver backs up even more. And he says, you pay quickly and get out. Uh, Rocco, whenever he gets out, is like, two houses away from his house he like looks back and sees his house like right there (laughs) uh and then rocco takes the bus instead uh there he sits next to a a sleeping guy who drools on him and rocco immediately pulls the little string and gets off the bus and he's late for work again uh the next time he goes in the subway but is trampled by a large group of what looks like to be probably kambama employees i i agree with that they all just look like they're wearing the standard white right. shirt with a button up with a tie and everything the the uh typical in- employee he finally gets on uh but the subway stopped due to police activities and today's activity is arts and crafts yeah 
uh, a guy next to Rocco says that since he got laid off from post office, he's been feeling rather disgruntled lately. Um, everyone then moves away from that guy and he starts swinging around the rails and saying that not, no, I got me some, now I got me some swinging room and Rocco's late again. Uh, Rocco next tries riding his bike to get there. Uh, of course, Earl chases him down the stairs past the comic book shop and into the water. Uh, he's late again. And Mr. Smitty says, if Rocco is late again, he will be fired. Trying to brainstorm with Heifer, Rocco says something about being shot out of a cannon being safer than public transportation. And Heifer thinks that that's just a great idea. <laughs> uh, they trial it out, and he shoots Rocco into a museum of sharp and pointy things on his first try. He then runs the runs to the comic book shop, but is late and gets fired. While sulking about losing his job, the police officer issuing park, parking tickets in the area uh, says she has a job for Rocco. Uh, it's towing cars away, and he gets to actually tow, tow Mr. Smitty's car away. Uh, he earns enough money to get his car out, though, and they offer uh, for him to keep working. They're like, you, you can keep going. You don't have to stop, and uh, he turns them down. Uh, the roads are clear, and Ferb is back in the sky, but everyone else's cars were impounded by Rocco. And uh, I got two questions for you. Give me them. One, why would Rocco keep or quit a, a job that pays good and they actually want him to be there. Yeah. He, like he actually found like a niche of something that he's good at. <laughs> and too. he seemed like he enjoyed it. Like, yeah, thoroughly, especially getting his like old boss's stuff. I mean, but he was doing what he was supposed to. He was parked in, in yeah. the legal zone. Um, I don't know. He, he lives a simple, humble life. <laughs> and as such, he is not, you know, wanting to give himself anything that would, allow him to have more money maybe or something he, he and, wants to run around with his friends he wants, yeah he doesn't this want to be tied down him, with a nine to fiver the only thing i can think of <laughs> other than i don't know perhaps um what all forms of public transportation have you been on what are your thoughts on it do you feel like it's super dangerous public transportation or are you pro public transportation um i would say Let's prior, get into the politics i would say prior to the backstreet boys reunion tour um, public transportation was totally fine. Um, you know, now it's not entirely safe because I, you can't guarantee that everybody that's on a bus is going to wear a mask or anything like that to be safe. I mean, you're sitting next to what would probably be, I would assume total strangers if a bus is full or something let's, of that effect. Let's take it out of that context. Like just in, in normal, normal world. Uh, let's see. I've been on buses before, obviously. Um, I'm not not just like I mean on like a Greyhound as yeah, well. Yeah. You've been on a Greyhound? Yep. I've um, been on a Greyhound. Uh, Do you take that to go down to Disney in the band? Yeah. Yeah, we had we had three Greyhounds that we we took for all the people. Cool. Like um that. so we did that. I I was on a Greyhound for that. I've never been on a train still. Me neither. Or a plane. I've never got to to plane, fly yet. Plane's fun time, but I've never been on train. I I want to like just take it up to Chicago or something. Yeah, even if it's just an Amtrak and it's just the ride in general, mm -hmm. you know, because I don't think the Amtrak goes clear to Chicago. Mm -hmm. I think it goes Chicago to New Orleans. Oh, it does. Mm -hmm. Okay, I didn't know which every one every day because I thought that once you were like in Chicago to get around for transportation, you'd have to take the L, right? Like the the local train. Well, I mean, you go to the train station yeah. in Chicago, and then you would then you would go to whatever. I don't know yeah. what their what their public transportation's in Chicago is like. Uh, I've taxis, gone, Ubers, stuff like that. I've been yeah. in those. Um, Ubers weird now. Like, there's a lot of there's a whole generation of people that probably won't do taxi. Yeah. 
uh, because they're just going to be riding in somebody else's car. Which is, um, I don't know. I, I would. I don't know if I should say it. Would say it's a shame. <laughs> I don't. I. It's essentially the same, just not more personal. It's more, you know. Yeah, it's different. I've been in an, an, a regular standard taxi cab, like yeah. stereotypical generic yellow taxi cab. At the same time, whenever we were both down in 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 Salem. Um, or in Boston, rather, when we were driving around, we took an Uber and then we ended up having to take a taxi because there was one that was relatively close. The taxi ended up being ended up being substantially um, more expensive than an Uber. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, which, you know, at that point in time, I hadn't had uh, a taxi taxi ride at that point in time. So I didn't really know what else to expect. But Absolutely. I guess I've not been on a ton of public transportation. The bus is fine, though. I mean, really. I love the bus. Gets you where you need to go. It's relatively cheap, mm-hmm. very cost efficient, yeah. um, especially if you're like, for me, going from, um, if I was able to take the bus to work, for example, because they have different um, public transportation lines that go from Ducoin to Continental Tire. Yeah. Um, they have like packages, deals that they give you that you could take that are actually relatively cost efficient. Um, the and only you don't downside. Have to worry about- so the, the only downside to it is that you end up getting home like way later than oh, normal because you have to wait for other drop offs and stuff like that, too. Yeah. So like I would get there at the place and they would pick me up, you know, two hours before I would need to be at work. Yeah. And then I wouldn't get home until probably two hours after. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't really want to think of all the TV you can watch. It would be a lot of TV and that would be kind of cool. But at the same time, I would just be like, I can get home, you know, in like 45 <laughs> minutes if I just take my car. <laughs> But right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've done uh, subways done. You know, the things you're talking about. We've done eat fresh subway eat fresh. I've done uh, seen subways, but I've never actually been on one like tr- underground on the car trolley cars like uh, in San Francisco mm-hmm. and then like, New Orleans uh, like those, those kind. I've done. Uh, what's that? What's the other? I, uh, there's another kind of thing that I'm thinking of that is a transportation thing. Oh, I guess it's like a boat, like a ferry. I've done, done ferry. ferries before. Yeah. I guess technically that's a form of Absolutely transportation. Yeah. One where you actually drive your car up on there and go across the river. I didn't do that. They don't, mm-hmm. those kinds of ferries, uh, it's much smaller ferry when you go to like Statue of Liberty, which is where. Sure. I've I, not been to the Statue of Liberty it's, uh, to ride that ferry. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, I love public transportation. I would totally, I love the city and would absolutely take advantage of public transportation. I think if I lived in the city, I would try to do like just bike or electric bike for the most part. Oh, yeah? I think that would be the way that I would probably prefer to go that or like public transportation if need be to there's get a, the ins and outs. There's a weird part of me that loves like the dirtiness of a subway. Yeah. Uh, like the underground kind you of love tunnel. Touch, you CD, love touching like, dirty shit. I don't. I mean, you don't have to touch a lot of it. Like you just I mean, you got like you pay for your card, you put money on it and you mm-hmm. swipe it. When you go through the little turnabouts, and then you're just kind of on your own. I bet they have like hand sanitizer things for whenever you get off of oh, them now. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, I bet yeah. they got those outside the stations. Yeah. But everybody probably carries their own little personal hand sanies, mm-hmm. sandy wipes, hand sander. That's right. We got wait, a special. Wait, you hear that? Do you hear that? Ding, 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 oh, ding, ding, it's, it's sleigh bells. I think Santa's coming to town, Chad. It's time for. Season two, episode six, one segment. That's right. We only got one segment this episode because it's an extra long special. Rocco's Modern Christmas. What? Uh, so we open with the credits and Rocco in a bodysuit on a sleigh wishing it would snow for Christmas. 
Uh, he said it looks like it's trying to push. Uh, it's trying one scrawny cloud, and it's trying to push out some snow out. Uh, pushes out one flake that then hits Rocco in the eye. It knocks Rocco out and into the opening theme song title uh, card sequence for Rocco's Modern Christmas. Uh, can't squeeze cheer from a cheese log. Which I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, the opening sequence shows Spunky pulling Rocco on a sled as Rocco delivers presents to the big heads and then to Heifer and Filbert as they ice skate. Rocco comes back into his yard and they are getting needy neighbors. Rats are moving in. And a bunch of uh, moving in a bunch of Christmas decorations. It gives Rocco the idea to get some decorations and invite Filbert and Hever over for a Christmas skid together. Uh, it starts to rain, and we see Mr. Bighead is very happy about how nasty the weather is. Uh, he seems to be quite a Grinch himself. Uh, go figure. And uh, uh, yes, and uh, Bev is mailing out Christmas cards on Christmas Eve because that's when it is. So she's seen. It seems like either a the mail moves miraculously quick in O-Town, which we see later on. Say, like at this point in time, we're talking this is 93 at uh, this point? Yeah, I think so. 93, so somewhere in there. at this point in time, our snail mail system is probably the most efficient thing. I, I would assume that like FedEx and UPS are, are there for like yeah. ground packages and things oh, like yeah. that. But I would say that knowing that snail mail and like email really wasn't a thing or anything yeah. yet. So, like, maybe this is, like, the most efficient time in the United States Postal Service's time. But we're still not doing same-day delivery. Maybe. Maybe they were. <laughs> maybe they had a special in O-Town. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Either Stuff the in O-Town seems like it f- runs pretty efficient. Much different in O-Town or uh, Bev's just planning on these Christmas I mean, we cards got, being We've got a place like Conglomo here that's making gum that can turn people into beehive heads. What? You know what I mean? Whenever the boss chews the the packs of gum and he his head turns into a beehive and uh, it stings yeah. himself. That's right. I mean, we've got we got stuff like that going on. I would assume that the mail is probably running okay, <laughs> or it just is shit like everywhere else. They'll probably get to everybody in a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, Rocco calls in Hef, uh, calls to invite Heifer, but when Heifer asks his mom about going uh, going to Rocco's, Heifer uh, says that the rest of them just invite themselves to Rocco as well. Uh, Heifer's mom calls Rocco Rockwell. I like that as well. Uh, when Rocco calls Filbert, uh, Filbert is on the other line with someone uh, that he's calling pet names. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, schnookums and sugar buns, whatever. Uh, he answers the phone. Yeah, what happened? <laughs> and I think that that's just how Filbert answers the phone. He didn't know it was Rocco. He just uh-huh. answers the phone. Yeah, what happened? But he, uh, he like preemptively automatically assumes something bad has happened. Like he's just that outlook yes. on life. He's just so negative. It's got to be answer. shit. So what happened? Yeah, what happened? <laughs> uh, after he gets the invite, he switches back to the other uh, other person. And we find out that it's Dr. Hutchinson. Yay. Uh, they are now together. Uh, he invites her to uh, to Rocco's also. And, uh, and she and he asks her to pick him up. Will you pick me up and take me there? Uh, and then we see her then make a phone call to Gordon the foot uh, mm-hmm. who then makes a phone call to Miss Hippo who makes a phone call to wild boar and then really, really big man right afterwards. It's so weird that Gordon the foot actually has a name and is a <laughs> sentient foot. Do we remember Gladys? Is that Miss Hippo? Yeah, that's a okay. real name. I couldn't remember Gladys Hippo. Yes. Uh, Rocco is afraid that someone's feelings will get hurt if they, he doesn't try to invite everyone. So he ends up mailing out invitations for a party again. That will be just a day later. So not like, even a day later that day, later that day, same day. So maybe it is same day just service. a super efficient mail. I'd, you know, 
pneumatic tubes that just go directly <laughs> to places people's houses uh meanwhile we see our our scrawny little cloud is now drinking prune juice uh hoping that he will <laughs> be able to produce snow i guess he's constipated yeah he has to be across the street rocco's new neighbor is the uh has the house decorated and appears to be a skittish elf that lives there uh so rocco and spunky go to the mall where filbert and heifer are selling uh christmas trees kind of uh, uh rocco buys a christmas tree from them uh and the the tree is excited like a new puppy that's getting adopted uh but then dies as heifer cuts it down <laughs> the x's and the eyes and yes. everything uh in the mall fruitcake man is sitting with kids instead of santa uh rocco goes into a store and we see that the elf has followed him there the elf goes into a, stu- a shoe store and is bullied by a group of alligator salesmen uh rocco then sees this and stands up to them and has the best comeback line whenever he uh, beats them up. He picks up a shoe and asks if they have a size 11 and a half in plaid. And then tosses the shoe for them to go get it. How uh, how off-putting would that be if like you were you were somewhere and you've got somebody that's like really in your grill. And they're like, man, I'm going to I'm going to beat you up. And then you look at him and you go, where'd you get that jacket? It's awesome. I love the trim on it. Yeah. <laughs> It would just be so weird, and I just I love that that thought that like they're getting ready mm-hmm. to knock him out, and he wants to know. About and the he's shoes. like, his his way of just kind of deflating the situation mm-hmm. is like, do you have a size of eleven and a half in plaid? He also has really big feet, not big feet, but I mean, I, I wear an eleven and a half, yeah, to twelve, yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's it's average, but for a wallaby is what I'm getting. He's, well, he's got them goofy like clown shoes almost. So that makes yeah. sense for for his size. Uh so he rescues the elf and then gets him back home. Uh, Rocco knocks on the elf's door and it's answered by an older elf who invites him in. Uh, not right away, but he he eventually <laughs> invites him in. Uh, we see that there are a lot of elves and they're all making toys. Uh, he sits and has tea with the elder elf who isn't as excited about Christmas as Rocco is. Uh, he introduced Rocco to all the elves which have names of tools except for one named Mango. Mm-hmm. The old elf mentions Mitch uh, who is a three-legged elf and the only elf that could make it snow. Uh, they lost him in a blizzard, unfortunately. Uh, Rocco invites the elves to his Christmas party. Across the street, Ed is pissed that there are elves living in the neighborhood. Racist. I don't know what, yeah, what's up with that? Sizest. Uh, Ed tells Filbert that the elves are going to be at the party and that they carry festering foot fungi. Uh, Filbert gets nauseous, and uh, Ed is going to sabotage Rocco's whole party. Uh, Filbert cancels going to the party. He calls Dr. Hutchinson and everyone decides not to go. Uh, by the time the elves hear about it, word on the street is that a criminal diseased trolls are going to be coming to the party. So now nobody is going to go to the party anymore. So Rocco, unknown that unknowing that no one is coming, uh, has the whole house set up and decorated and no one shows up. Rocco wonders if the invitations just didn't get to the people, even though he called people like he he knows that mm-hmm. he reached out to people yeah. individually, personally. So they should at least be there. Uh, Heifer is still trying to sell one last quote unquote tree at the mall. Uh, Rocco has said that he won't ever find Christmas cheer and that it hasn't snowed. He calls Australia for Mr. and Mrs. After uh, staring at a family picture. And so are his parents alive? Did they did we not? know that his parents were dead i thought that we had established that his parents are dead i thought so too maybe they're just not caring about following through with any kind of continuity necessarily so i did read that because i i got a little uh 
I got a little down the rabbit hole on this, even though I know we're not completely through the season or through the show. But I wanted, I was like, I need to Wikipedia the Rocco and just, you know, see a little bit of info because I need to about know about that character. Yeah, I need to know about his mom and dad. And nowhere in at least that wiki was there mention of Rocco's parents being dead. Yeah. Um. But so I did. I surely we didn't make it up. No. We'd have to go back to the tape and figure out which one it was. But there's some time where he addresses his parents being gone. Was he going to call his siblings and their spouses? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like he's got because we see in that picture, there's yeah, a little there's kid. other people there. Yeah. There's a, there's a, a, a small child uh, in there in that picture along with Rocco. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, maybe maybe that sibling is married. Either way, the circuits are busy and he can't get through. Uh, so the doorbell rings and the little elf is there. Uh, Rocco reads the night before Christmas uh, to the little elf and they fall asleep or he falls asleep. The little elf gets uh, gets the cloud of snow, the little one that's been the constipated cloud, mm-hmm. and uh, and he makes it snow. And uh, so Rocco gets a white Christmas just uh, just at his house, though, just in his yard. And the next morning, everyone's lined up at the edge of Rocco's yard. Mitch the elf is back and tells them that their uh, little brother was the only one with Christmas cheer all along, uh, along with Rocco. So the next morning, everyone's lined up at the edge of Rocco's yard. Mitch the elf is back and tells them that their uh, little brother was the only one with Christmas cheer along with Rocco. Um, everyone apologizes for missing and ruining the party. Uh, he invites them all in for a party still. He says, even says, happy Christmas. So is that like, is that like a, a British? I think it's just a Euro thing. A like Euro a, thing. Because I mean, like Australia is still technically like part of that as well. Because they, they, to a certain extent, kind of, they immigrated to yeah. that or whatever. I think they still, I was wondering. Just like Canadians still, like they all like. The French. Well, I meant like they follow suit with the queen. Like they spend the queen's coin and stuff. The Canadians do? Yeah. Are you sure? It's printed on their money. Like oh. Elizabeth is. Oh. Yeah. I've never been to Canada and know that. Me either, but I mean I know it I know it's there. That, oh. That's something that they do. I didn't know. Yep. Um, so everyone uh is partying except for Ed, who's still grumpy. He's still a little grinch. Uh the little elf goes over there and gives him an invite, uh, where Rocco it's the invite from Rocco. Uh so it mm-hmm. it got lost in the mail or something. Um, and, and in the little invite, it's at Rocco's house and, uh, he marks out house and puts house in there instead. Uh, Rocco does on there. I like that he did that. Um, cause I too had problems spelling words like house. Like who's, uh, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, since Ed was actually invited, uh, he's happy and he goes to the party. Uh, so for some reason, the little elf hits Ed in the leg with a hammer, um, sending Ed through the yard wrapping around the lights and he becomes a decoration in Rocco's living room. So like a centerpiece, if you will. Yeah, it's odd. Uh, So the phone rings and it's Rocco's mom and dad wishing Rocco a happy Christmas. Uh, Then it snows in the whole neighborhood since everyone now has the Christmas cheer. We end with uh, what seems to be a robot Santa with laser eyes. uh, The elves were working on and then everyone throwing their trees out in the road in the morning. That's that's Christmas for you. Yeah, if you have a real tree. Uh, question for you. Yeah. What is a cheese log, and why did that have to do with anything? I don't know. I think it just is uh, that podcast day is a very dangerous day. This has been IFNZ Production. Yeah.